Hey y'all, welcome back to the Wise and Moisturized podcast. It is your favorite podcasters. You know, it's your girl Paige. And who am I with? None other than Gary. Ooh. Yes. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Um, it is episode, I'm not certain what number it is, but we are glad to be here. I think 24. 24 Maybe. feels right. Wait. Maybe. Yeah, this is 24. Well, Gary, how are you feeling? I know we are now in the thick of Ramadan. When we Our last podcast came out right before Ramadan started, or I believe it had already started by the time it went live. But by yeah. the time this one comes out, we'll either be in the thick of it or will it will it be over? Let me th- yeah. Well, so, yeah, right now we're pretty much approaching halftime of Ramadan. It's flying by also, um, which is interesting because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like every year that it goes by, I get a little bit more used to it, So, which makes sense. But um, no, it's uh, it's going well. Um, and when the, let me think when this, let me see, let me see when this pod drops, it will be Andy Dandy calendar. Yeah, when this pod drops, it'll be like uh, it'll be like the final week of Ramadan. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, it's it's going well. Um, it's cool. It's been I've been, you know, mindful and grateful and abstaining from vices and such, and just kind of getting my head right. And you know, it's it's giving what it's supposed to give. I love that for you. Yeah. Also, shout out to all of our Muslim listeners who are also participating in Ramadan. Not certain if there's a phrase that I should say, and I'm not going to say the phrase that comes to my mind because I don't want to be culturally insensitive by accident. So let's move on. Wow. Look at you. Mind, <laughs> minding your P's and Q's. You know it. Absolutely. Especially around religious groups. I don't play that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm doing good over here, thriving and surviving. Stan and I just came back from a trip to New Orleans, which was cool. Um Ate a lot of food, drank some drink, saw some live music. It was very cool. Yeah, I mean, every everything, every time I looked up and looked at your story, y'all was eating or drinking. So I was like, they they were there getting thick and happy. Yeah, honestly, New Orleans, and this is no disrespect to the Big Easy, it's a very cool place. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Vegas. Like basically, you know what people say, like you don't need to be in Vegas for like a week. Mm-hmm. It's like a weekend trip, like quick three days or something like that. We were in New Orleans for about five days, and that was just about my limit, really being anywhere. But New Orleans is very cool, but it's definitely like a party place. And like my partying days, I feel like there are more of them behind me than there are in front of me, especially like really going up hard like that. So it was fun, but my tummy definitely played the price. (laughs) Shorty definitely had to get her some uh, Pepto. Mm. Had to to drop the Alka-Seltzer in the water, huh? Look, I was down there feeling closer to 30 than 20. That's for damn sure. I was like, well, my tummy hurts. <laughs> ah, welcome. <laughs> yeah, this shit is raggedy, bro. Welcome. It, uh, yeah. It, it's gradual. Yeah, but the thing is that once it starts going, it starts going. Like, the things that start just hitting you differently. And honestly, like, the food is good, but it is relatively heavy. Um, and so I just think like, I don't normally eat like that. And then I'm not normally drinking like the alcohol stand I keep in the house 
is for when people come and visit. We are very rarely drinking that alcohol when it's just the two of us. Right. Um, so, yeah. But it was overall, it was a good time. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. I'll be back there in October for a bachelorette party. I'm sure the vibes will be different. Um, probably way more titties coming out. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I'll keep y'all posted. Is that including yours? Look, it's you don't... What happened in the streets stays in the streets. If you wasn't in the streets, then... Who's to say? All right, then. No further All questions. Right, exactly. You know, I'm from the era before smartphones. I mean, not really, but I did grow up for a significant amount of my time without people having cameras on their phones, at least. Yeah, long enough. Yeah, like I, I was or not not good ones. Off. You wasn't you wasn't right. Catch- like they, it was mad grainy or you worse, wasn't catching really nothing the, that would hold up in court. The worst thing that could happen to you, like when we were in high school, was somebody got you on like their digital camera because that shit actually worked. Like yes. that's like what people don't understand is that people used to really walk around with a cell phone, keys, a wallet, and a full on digital camera or yes. disposable. Yes. Digital camera was better because then you could at least see your pictures after you took them and decide if they were good and then either retake them, but disposable or film, you were you were just leaving it up to God. I got so many pictures of just my thumb over the lens, like damn, I don't even know when this was. Like I can't even say like what I was doing while my thumb was on the lens. It's just a dud and you'd have to pay to get all those photos developed to have fucking maybe five usable pictures honestly this shit was rough this shit was crazy yeah it was it it feels very prehistoric at this point because like especially now like the thought of buying a digital camera if you're not a fucking photographer you're nuts if somebody pulled out their like dice (laughs) little camera drawing and pulled it up to the eye honestly like anyone who puts their stuff up to the eye now is crazy you got to be like a daddy like that's how my dad takes pictures on his iPad. He holds it up right to his face and kind of like lines it up with his eye. And I'm like, "No, sir, you know that's not how the camera works." Oh, <laughs> bless his heart, Jesus. Bless him. Bless him <laughs> like he sneezed. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get into today's audacities, bro. Let's. Um, to steal a phrase that you used on the last podcast, which was like uneducated and ashy or dumb and ashy, dumb and ashy. I have a dumb and ashy moment for y'all today. Um, if you're not that into sports or you've been, honestly, I feel like at this point it's like beyond just liking sports, but if you live underneath a rock, um, LSU women's basketball team won like the March Madness, like college basketball, um, tournament for the women which is really cool because LSU has gone to the final four several times, but they have, this is their first national championship. Um, The coach that they have is like a Louisiana native who's worked at a couple other programs, came back to Louisiana and was basically like, I'm taking, I'm coming back to take y'all to a national championship. Mm. Um, So that was really cool. Um, You know, Louisiana, LSU, go Tigers. Uh, It was really cool being down there while all this was happening though. Um, But Long story short, they won and they beat Iowa, which is this white ass team from Iowa. And white ass Iowa got this <laughs> superstar <laughs> basketball player, Caitlin Clark. Now, everyone, hands down, like, there's no denying Caitlin Clark can ball. Like, Shorty is good. Like, she is yeah. giving, like, they're like, oh, we can't wait to see her in the league. And, like, you know that they don't even really talk about women's basketball like that. Right. So for them to be like really point her out. So like I want to preface that. And I'm sure if you've seen this on any other like social media, I think everyone has prefaced it with that. But like Caitlin Clark can play basketball, period. But Shorty, you know, they their team, they busting up the um brackets 
And so, like, the people who they beat when they got to the final four, I forget who Iowa even played. But long story short, um, Iowa played someone, and Caitlin Clark was talking mad shit. She was doing the John Cena, you can't see me. She was waving the girl off while she was trying to guard her. It was very much giving, honey, I can't even be pressed because my skills are too good. Like, you could never. Mm. And everybody was like, oh, we love Caitlin Clark. Ooh, snap it up for Shawty. She's so good. Mm-mm-mm. And that was cute. So when Iowa and LSU played, Angel Reese, who's an African-American girl. I don't even know why I said African-American. Shorty is black. Okay. Black. She's giving long uh, volume set lashes. She's giving real long weave, realness. I mean, honestly, she kind of reminds me of my little sister. Like they, the girl be on TikTok is, you know, she down. And honestly, she used to play at Maryland. On the LSU team, there's she used to play at Maryland, and there's another girl. I think her name is like Alexis Moore. She used to play at Rutgers. But long story short, they had a hell of a game. They scored 102 points, mm. which is high. Like, that's that's pro numbers. That's high. Um, and, you know, Angel Reese did the you can't see me back to uh, Caitlin because apparently Caitlin had gotten a little bit of a reputation of, like, being a little trash talky. And LSU had told them before, like, Y'all could do that with everybody else, but y'all ain't finna do all that over here. And so nothing ever got physical or disrespectful or anything even rude, but she was very much giving her this back. And then when she won, she like pointed to her ring finger, like, give me that ring, which we see athletes do all the time when they win. Mm-hmm. Why everybody on the news is like, oh my God, Angel Reese, be humble. This is ridiculous. This is unsportsmanlike behavior. This is ridiculous. Like just really taking shots at her, like really trying to eat her up for doing the exact same thing that Caitlin Clark did. And every black person was standing up there with her arms in the air like, this is what we're talking about. This is this is racism. This is racism. This is racism. Um, it's cool when and, they do it. It's a problem right. when I do it. Look, that's been all over TikTok, okay? And so I'm giving you all this backstory because there's two things to talk about. There's that piece. And I want to be clear that, like, society, like, um, Stephen A. Smith, I love that nigga. He crazy as hell. He just be saying, he be eating people up for real. He be taking low blows. He be eating niggas up. I he love does. Stephen A. <laughs> He's great. He does. But he came out and basically said that, like, everybody was wrong for it. And they even interviewed Caitlyn, the white girl. And the white girl said, like, I don't think anybody should be criticized. So Caitlyn's on the right side of history. I also want to preface that because I don't know if you've seen that. But she has come out on, like, national news to basically say, like, it's totally fine. Nobody should be criticized about it. Like, this is not a big deal. Like, this is part of the game. Right. Um, so that's the first part. The second part was, and this is really the dumb and ashy part, because, like, that whole, I expect society to do what society does. But what really bothered me was when Jill Biden got on Twitter <laughs> and was like, oh, both LSU and Iowa should come to the White House. When we start inviting the loser to the White House... Come on, bro. First of all, your husband is 162 years old, fighting for his life Daily. to be president again. Daily. And you got the nerve to pick up the blacks? Like, no, but seriously, that man is fighting for his life. And you have the nerve to be like, oh, I think, and honestly, I can find the tweet for you because it's fucking raggedy, but she basically just invites both of them. Hold on, I got to find this tweet because she's so fucking annoying. I was very, I was very, I was very upset because it's just, don't, my thing is like, Jill Biden, you're not even like a, a basketball fan. You know what I mean? Like, she's not like someone who matters it's to basketball. 
Right. Like you didn't have to, you could have said nothing, which really would have been the best situation. Um, period. Like just saying nothing. Cause even if you felt like that, you're not even the person to invite um, folks to the white house. First of all, like that's your husband house. I, I you know, I hate to be like that, Ooh. but who are you to even be inviting people to that house? Yeah, she just wanted to be in the mix. And look, and got just looking stupid, just loud, wrong, and stupid. Um, but yeah, let me. F- I'm looking for the tweet now. LSU tweet. But yeah, so um, it was just okay. Why is the internet never working the way I want it to work? Because now the long story short is LSU not even saying they're not even going to the White House. And Joe Biden, I'm and Joe Biden got on it and like totally disregarded his wife. He was like, I look forward to seeing the two champions. <laughs> like, period, poo. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe they, I don't know if it's not on the internet anymore, but long story short, she was just like, Oh, it was a great game, and I would like to invite both of them to the White House. And it was just like the timing is poor. Because one, they're already trying to eat up this black girl about doing the exact same thing and trying to call all kinds of ridiculous aggressiveness to Mm -hmm. this white girl. And then on top of that, now you want to cape for a white woman like these. And it's not just black women on the LSU team. I think there was a couple folks who are not black on there. But long story short, these black girls won the first national championship in this program's history. And you want them to share the spotlight with the bitches they beat? Are you dumb? That's my long story. You, you. I would love to hear your thoughts on it while I look for this tweet. Well, goddamn. Um, Sorry, it was really been on my spirit, and people have been asking me to talk about it. I'd be like, nah, because I got to talk about it on the pot, so I got to save it. Because <laughs> you want to, you want, you want a fresh squeezed. How you feel about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you don't want to ponder. You want to talk two things up, and then also, you know, the niggas who talk to me and the niggas who listen to the podcast, so like they're gonna try to skip it. <laughs> we can't have that. We can't y'all have hear, that. Y'all gonna hear every minute of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you, you, you nailed it. I mean, yeah, I mean, she, Miss Joe Byron, no, she looked crazy. Uh, it, it's just it, that was okay. So, all right, to go in order. Yeah, it's the it's the same thing that we've as as black people have dealt with since the beginning of time. Um we're automatically perceived as more aggressive or belligerent or combative when we perform the same behaviors as other people. So that's that's uh what else is old when it comes to that? But uh, I mean, I, I love I love a good get back though. So like, I mean, let me let's just start let's just start there stylistically. Like, as somebody who is a who is a shit talker of sorts, like, I, but I, I'm see. But the thing is, I'm never uh, I'm rarely the the shit talker that that starts it. I'm always a reta- retaliatory, retaliatory, whatever the word is, shit talker. Um, so the fact that you know she 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 got old girl like that for me, that's chef's kiss. That's a that's a perfect moment of ah. Act right or get sent bike home. You know what I mean? I'm 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 with all of that. I'm with all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. So on on that front, a home team. Look at my Deb. I'm with her. 
I'm with her 100%. Uh, as far as all that outrage again, duh, this is America, no Gambino. Um, as far as that, that president wife lady, she just wanted to be in the mix. She wanted to be in the mix, one, and she, two, she just, the thing is, I don't know, I was going to say, I don't think she thought before she put that out, but no, I think she did think. <laughs> I think it mm-hmm. was, I think it was intentional. I can't even, I can't even shoot her no bail like that. Like, she knows what she did. And she's too clueless to understand the the underlying implications of it, which makes it even funnier. And that's the part that bothers me, because it's like, you are literally the sitting president's wife. And it it doesn't, like, you're an old lady. And, like, respectfully, this might be ages, but, like, old people don't always get to just shoot off the hip and say whatever the fuck they want to say. Same thing with like how young kids shouldn't like, I feel like old people lose their filter or they forget what time they're in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like this is not, this is not that. And that, and I want to be clear that this kind of statement and the undertones of this, which are black women are, even when black women win, they're responsible for everyone else's feelings around them. Mm. That's really what you're, well, that's really what you're saying. As the black woman, fine you won but we also need you to be emotionally mature enough that you can then provide emotional support to the white people around you who are now sad because they did not win always got to be the help right like you need to be humble you need to be quiet like if you're gonna win you need to win gracefully respectfully with your head down and quiet don't do exactly what somebody else did like that should that should make me so mad but fast forwarding to jill jilly you don't have a media team I know you do because I literally cannot find the tweet. The tweet is like, it is, I see like articles and stuff referencing her tweet, but they are not linking to it. It's not on her Twitter no more. I'm sure somebody got a picture of it. Like I'm not that beat, but like, I know y'all got a media team because you've already scrubbed the internet for this stupid ass statement. Yeah. Because that's the thing is that like if LSU lost and Caitlin Clark was doing all that, you can't see me John Cena bullshit. Were you going to invite LSU? Because her media secretary tried to spin it like, oh, well, you know, Jill's just so happy um, about, like, the notoriety that this game has brought and, like, all the work that people have done in Title IX to help women in sports. Boo-boo. Don't do us. Don't piss on our boots and call it rain. Don't do me. Um, don't do not do me like that. Because that's the part that really bothers me. I think that's – but that's such a dangerous thing in this society. Instead of saying, hey, instead of saying, honestly, like, I did not realize at the time how this could, you know, come off, but like, I totally understand. Like, you know, it was my attempt, like my attempt was to cheer both teams on, but I made a mistake. And like, you know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been informed by that. And it kind of goes back to the conversation we have about other groups. Like when people offend or do fucked up things to other groups, there's what's expected is a public apology. Mm Mm-hmm. But when people hurt black people, particularly black women, it's just a spin. Oh, well, that's not what I meant. Yeah, they always try to finesse the cause and say it was. Instead of just saying that you're wrong. Yeah, they, they can never, they always gotta try to warp and bend to make it make sense. Yes, white people's fear of being wrong and then having to admit it to black people who run so deep. I have to imagine it must eat them up in their nightmares. It has to. As, as stiff as white people are, they turn into contortionists when it's time to make something make sense. My nigga, just say, you know what? Y'all are right. Y'all educated me. 
I did because the thing is that like part of biases is sometimes they're subconscious. And do I expect Jill Biden to be the wokest person? In a perfect world, yes, because she's the wife of a president and the president should be held to that kind of standard. But in the reality in which we live in, no, I expect very little from you, to be quite frank. <laughs> so it's frustrating that you can't even just be like, you know what? Y'all niggas might have been right. I think I misspoke. You're absolutely correct. And I apologize for anyone who I offended. Could all be so simple. Because the thing is that like, if y'all started acting like regular people... We could fuck with y'all. But the thing is that like y'all literally, it's like the it's like the politicians with the school shootings. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this. This is also something else that is dumb and ashy. And this is a rough paraphrase, but like in Tennessee where that school shooting is, a lot of school kids have like taken over the Capitol building. They trying to call it is their version of January 6th. Maybe it is not. No, it's not dear. giving that. But long story short, one of the Republicans met with them. And, you know, the students were talking about banning AR-15s or AK-47s or whatever the hell they are using to shoot these kids up. Mm -hmm. um, and the guy literally asked them, well, what kind of gun would you prefer to be shot with? Trying to make the argument that banning this particular type of gun isn't the problem. That oh, was his dear. pivot. Oh, God. And to me... And this is like a hard left, but I'm going to take it because I, I feel like this needs to happen. Okay. I really want these I really want these families that have lost children in school shootings, which is tragic, to take a page from Emmett Till's mother's book and put these kids on display. Invite the um, invite the news broadcasters, have an open casket funeral. You want to know why people don't hunt with high power rifles? Because there's nothing left. I'm telling you, these these children are no longer children. These children are becoming Swiss cheese. They're being slaughtered in schools, and we don't ever see it as people. I want people who don't believe in gun laws to have to look that in the eye. Like, they should have to see that. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, and that's swinging back to black women, always doing the emotional work. We have laid out the foundation. We could help you move the needle, but y'all can't see us. Like, y'all don't want to hear us. Y'all don't want to listen to us. Y'all don't want to do, because I know... I think about having a kid sometimes and then a school shooting happens and it nixes that idea. But I know for whatever reason I had a child and I lost them in like a violent situation that could have been prevented. Y'all going to be sick of me because I'm going to be in your dreams. Me and the, the dead child that I have. I will be everywhere and nowhere at once. I will be the wind. I will turn into fucking Mr. Miyagi, but you don't like, this is not what you want. And to me, I just feel like, I'm not telling people how to deal with things, but I do think that as American people, we play this like weird cat and mouse game where we make mistakes, but we don't look back and we don't really take account. Make people start looking at the mistakes that they make in real time. We need to start displaying the behaviors that we want to see. So like Jill, you need to like Jilly, you want to be reelected. You need to start apologizing. But like that takes a total culture shift and someone has to lead that charge. And honestly, you know, there are plenty of black and brown peoples out there doing that work, but like it's exhausting and you can't do it all by yourself, especially when the main culture is so comfortable being complacent. I knew that this was a lost cause. And like, like I said, like a microaggression like this on a national scale, you can call it a macroaggression, I guess, is not surprising when we became the country that said it was cool for kids to die in school. Like that was like, this is not like, that's what I'm saying. Like I can't expect more from her because we live in a country that's like, 
oh, we can't learn about people of color. We can't talk about CRT. We can't acknowledge that kids are dying in school. Like we live in a fantasy. It's like the matrix, but it's like the hell version. And I really want to know what I did to get here. Cause I definitely thought I was going to the good place. Yeah, you, you took some pre-workout before this pod, huh? <laughs> Should we cut this out? Should we cut this out? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you took you, you took two scoops, huh? <laughs> Gary. Oh, I'm, I'm on fat one. up. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I'm on one. Let me chill out. Let me chill out. I'm sorry. Hey, I got hey, I got my I, doctor I Umar. Ain't mad at you. I ate mad at you. No, you took some pre-workout. <laughs> Why you beat me up like that? <laughs> you, because you was lifted heavy right there. That's, that's all I'm saying. You. Yeah, I did jump off the ledge with that one. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest though. Sorry, that's you you, you hit 20 reps, no spot right there. Yeah, my shirt started <laughs> cooking. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to get in my bag, but it's cool. ah, go off, dude. I got no problem being the sidekick. I be chilling. I be chilling. I be chilling. <laughs> Ooh, I started cooking. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that wasn't even on the agenda. It just... Ooh, child. I'm just saying I be seeing stuff. I'm tired. Yes. Let me let me fan you. No, but really, it's heated. <laughs> Ooh, I wish we could put that Beyonce song, but we ain't got the copyrights. Yeah, nah. <laughs> They'll snag that shit. Absolutely. But yeah, so um I guess unless you got something to add here, I can no, wrap it up. Don't quick. do that, nigga. You know I ain't got shit to add to that. <laughs> you, you know, you scraped the you scraped sure. the pot clean. <laughs> I know. I did I ate that up. I ate that up. Yeah, damn. So yeah, respectfully try to be better. Stop being dumb and ashy and start to be the change that you want to see in the world. Okay. If you make a mistake, acknowledge that shit. It's rough. It's awkward. But I promise you, everybody will respect you so much more. Also, just stop being raggedy. Period. That's it. Boom. That's it. And just, and just as a... All right. I'll, I'll add this as just a thinking Boom, point. Boom. Told you. As a, as a, as a thinking point. Just because a lot of people still in this world like to play this like we're in some type of post-racial society or that shit isn't about color but it's just like ask yourself like think of all these situations that are just so common everybody does them things like you know trash hawking in sports and antagonizing your opponent and, and hitting all kinds of flexes and poses and taunts if if it's if it's just like what is it about seeing those same exact things happening on a person of darker skin complexion that bothers people? Like, ask yourself that. Like, why is it? Like, even like even on some like when you walk by someone like like white women who clutch their pearls or grab their purse when they walk by somebody black, but if they walk by a white man with everything this everything the same but just dyed lighter, everything is fine. Like that that that's that moment where you need to realize you're the problem. The moment that you realize that the dark, like, hey, l- let me break this down. The darker skin is the only difference here. Voila. <laughs> Voila. I don't know how else to break it down for y'all. I, I got to get real elementary with you here. Because it happens so goddamn often. Yeah, it grinds my gears. <laughs> Clearly. But that's it. 
Starseed. But that's it. Well, speaking of um, white people making mistakes, <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little bit more lighthearted. Um, dang, I should have written this white woman's name down. I forgot it already. Um, but there's this white woman. Oh, Barbie. Her name is Barbie Bennett, I think. She was an anchor, a meteorologist and journal on like an Alabama uh, local TV network news channel or something like that. And they were having a segment on Snoop Dogg's new wine. And this white woman um, said, for shizzle, my nizzle, after um, her white call worker said something to the effect of, oh, she liked that. She might get a Snoop Dogg tattoo. And her response was, for shizzle, my nizzle. And real, she didn't miss a beat. Like. Yeah, super awkward, but it rolled right off her tongue. Like she was like, I am so clever. You could tell she thought she was eating everybody up. Oh, yeah. Uh, the white man totally ignored it. And her like person of color co worker literally looked in pain. He looked like <laughs> the face that he made was so clear. He was like, oh, she shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he, he had some bad sushi in that moment because he hunched over. He looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Well, apparently Shorty really paid the ultimate price because she was promptly removed off the air and she's no longer found on their website. Her bio's not there. Um, and she hasn't been on the air since. And this happened in March. So um, <laughs> I just want to know, what are your thoughts? I don't anticipate this getting as deep as our previous topic, but I feel like I have like maybe a like a problematic take. Um. To be honest, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, more more than I the more than I have any opinions on it that are like social justice related. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because <laughs> like because because I feel like it's such a I don't know for shizzle my nizzle is so like two thousand three <laughs> that the fact that like for shizzle my nizzle popped up twenty years later and got somebody fired. And like, yeah, nobody like. I mean, I'm not. I can't. I'm not the. I'm not the spokesperson for all black people. But like, nobody gave a fuck, <laughs> right? And so, okay, I think it's just another. It's another example of what we talked about on this pod many times of like this, of this like performative like, get ahead of it social justice tactics that like businesses do now. It's like, oh, before anybody can ever accuse us of not caring or not, you know, taking action about something that happened that was unjust or biased or anything like that, we're going to, you know, we're going to we're going to make sure we make the ultimate statement by doing something about it before they get a chance to. And it's like do, okay, do I believe old like yes, like like yes, okay, for sure my nizzle is short for for sure my nigga, like right. And okay, but like, do I think that Shorty had malicious intent in her heart? No. I think it's like right. when someone's grandma learns fucking rap slang, and and feels like they have an opening to use it, and they, they and they want to pat themselves on the back, and because they feel right. young and hip. That's what I think happened. Uh, do I think she wanted to say for sure, my nigga? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even think that Honestly, she. Honestly, that would have also been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> To just be like, for sure, my nigga, like, ma'am, what is going on in your home life? Like, I don't even believe she knows that's what it means. I think she just thinks it's like oh. a little jingle. Like, I, th- I think she just thinks it's like a little, a little, a little saying. Um, 
so but so i just think it's funny because like i am i'm living the same life like like social justice did not take a hit when she did that like she didn't push any culture back any amount of (laughs) days minutes or hours yeah, so it's, it's just I'm just chuckling at it. It's unfortunate she lost her job and the poor somebody's grandma got to retire early now. But yeah, that's about it. That's, that's what I'm saying. I but got. I think she's gonna be all right. Like one, that's the first part. Like she's gonna be just fine. Yeah. Second of all, I do find it funny. It did tickle me, which is why I sent it to you. Like again, just to belabor the point, fishism my nizzle is short for like nigga. You know, for sure, my nigga. And therefore, that old white lady should not have said it. I do think she knows what it meant, but I think she thought it was like just playful, like it was just far enough that she could say it. And it made me be like, mm, I don't know if you should say that again. Mm-hmm. But like, she didn't think she would like actually offend someone. I think that's really what it was. It's like, will you make that like that borderline joke where you're like, this is on the cusp. Like, it should land right where I need it to land and everything will be fine. But if for whatever, like there is a there is a very small but technically possible chance that this could land wrong. That's the she like she she bet on the wrong horse. Like that's really what that felt like. And again, not to make excuses for white women because I we don't do that here. No. And so I'm glad that she was swiftly and promptly disciplined. But I also again like I want to know like you removed her from air for saying that. Would it been? more helpful if you educated her like you know what i mean like you know what i mean like because there have been a better outcome to this from her saying for um the just being not on the air however i do want to add this caveat because i'm not sure if people know and i think we talked about it very briefly but like apparently she had an a previous racist incident there is a video of it where she does seem to be appearing to talking to a black anchor on tv near a home depot but it's unclear what part of the video, at least to Gary and I, quick review. It was a quick review. Um, mm-hmm. What might have been offensive. Doesn't mean that anything offensive did not happen. But I truly did not. Like, her saying Christian Zemineza was very clear. Like, oh, yeah. okay, that's why people are mad at you. Like, in that, I was like, I don't know if I'm missing some additional syntax or if it's a bad clip or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that might also have... Um, prompted with the swift justice but long story short is i think the club the clip is fucking hilarious because um, she's so proud of herself like she's just so like content saying like fish is on my nizzle and you can just tell she's like and the rest of my day is gonna go on i can't wait to go to work tomorrow like but then uh, like, she I has just... no idea she just dropped the hammer on herself but it's funny because watching it right after she says for shizzle my nizzle i just picture like everything freezing and like the seinfeld music starts playing like <laughs> zooming in slowly on the dude who yeah. was uncomfortable <sighs> yeah shawty uh shawty took a super l yeah that that shit hurted for her absolutely um sure did yeah it, i uh, the black delegation is is virtually unaffected i must say yeah i'm also i'm feeling very unbothered by this but i did think the uh thing was funny yeah it was, but also in the name of, in the name of the black delegation to all the times of black, white people got away with dumb shit and we were the problem. I do kind of want to hit the like the Simpsons, <laughs> right? Like, point and laugh, but you know that's just that's just the petty in me. She'll Absolutely. be all right though. She will be all right. Um, 
And then I actually had one more topic that I think might be interesting for both of us. Okay. Before we move on to something else. But not too long ago, there was a like TikTok of this girl who went on two first dates in 24 hours. And that sparked all kinds of hell. Um, it was posted on like the oh, spiritual world, which is like basically the shade room, but trying to pretend sometimes they post some God shit. It's kind of ratchet there, honestly. Um, but basically like she looks cute. She went on like a date during the day that was more like of an activity based date. And then in the evening she went to a nice Italian restaurant and she seemed to have blogged the whole thing. Um, this guy, Again, I'm not going to say any at names. Said romantic dates is supposed to be when you're trying to get to know someone for a potential relationship. Now these hoes go on dates for entertainment and to fully and to f- fully some. I guess it's supposed to be fulfill to fully some social media aesthetics <laughs> conquest while you spend your hard earned money on them. And I wanted to know how do you feel about people going on dates, going on two first dates in a day? Like, do you have like feelings about that because we can get to like the men hate women and like this shit is dumb but i'm just curious about the topic in itself like if you found out like one have you ever gone on two first dates in the same day two if you like if you haven't if one of your dates did that to you do you think you would have like feelings about it hmm okay have i ever gone on two first dates in a day no i don't think so um, I think I've had, if I'm being honest, I think I've had two dates in a day. I think like I went on a first date and then that was just like more of a meeting you for the first time, see what's good. And then, at, and then later in that same day, I probably hung out with somebody I was more established with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in, in, in my casual dating phase when I didn't owe nobody, nothing, I've done, right. I've probably done that. Um, I don't personally see a problem with it, if we're being honest. Like, I, I, if anything, I just find it efficient because, <laughs> I mean, dates are interviews. I've, I've had, I've gone to job conferences. I've had two interviews in a day. Shit, I've had six mm-hmm. interviews in a day. Um, so looking at it from that point of view, uh, I don't see a problem with it, and I don't. I also don't assume that every single date is going to be. Uh, I mean, I've had dates where we went Dutch. I've had dates where, you know, uh, she paid because she was insistent upon it. Um, right. No, eh, I don't think it was a first date. Though. I think every, I think generally speaking, most first dates I've I've covered it or we've gone Dutch, but neither here nor there. Uh, but so to answer the question, I don't see a problem with it. Uh, I don't, I also don't subscribe to this idea that women go on dates just to get like free shit. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a, like because one, it implies that she was a bum and had and, and wasn't able to get her own anyway, which is just like right. usually fundamentally not true. And like right. and two, that's just like that's a lot of that's a lot of trouble just for some like some food or whatever you could have went and got yourself without having right. to deal with the headache of like a guy you don't like. So I don't I don't know. I think it's just I don't know. I don't I don't find women to be that vindictive. Um, but taking you know gender away from it, do I think two first dates in a day is a problem? No. Um, no. First dates, introductory type shit, no. That's fine. Paige. Honestly, I feel like that's the first like key point is these are two first fucking dates. These women, these people, period, don't owe you shit. Like this is just a meetup for y'all to do something. And like again, like 
when a first date, it gives you lots of flexibility to decide where you want to go, how you want to deal with it, like how you want to pay. But like, what bothers me is that it's like, oh, these romantic dates are supposed to be you trying to get to know someone. Okay, cool. And like, you're trying to get to know someone. So like, you have to decide how much effort you want to put in. It's like, like you said, going to a job interview, you could show up and some regular slacks and a t-shirt or like a, just a plain polo, or you could show up in a three-piece suit. Either way, the choice is yours. And But understand that people may react differently to them, but ultimately the choice is yours to show up however you feel is going to be the most comfortable. And so like, I definitely don't think there's an issue with going on two first dates. If anything, I don't think there's an issue in this because I've also done this, but I feel like sometimes it'd be more harmful to be doing like what you said or what we both said we've done, which is like going on a first date, but then also be hanging out with someone who's a little bit more established, depending on what the vibes are with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, mm-hmm. sometimes that can be kind of nuts because yeah. depending on where you are in that situation to be going on a first date is like, <laughs> like, and I've been that person where it's like, well, I do like it over here, but I could dip a toe over here. So yeah, goes and dips a toe. So like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, what is the problem? And I also think that people get so caught up on money. And don't get me wrong, money is very important. I think about money a lot. But there are also, again, it does take a little bit more time and effort. But there are plenty of, like, free or low-cost things that you can do as an adult. But they require significantly, like, more planning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can have a date in the park. But you have to think about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have, like, a blanket. And you have to have, like, bug spray. And maybe a speaker. And have a couple games. Which, you know, most, I would argue, a lot of adults already have in their house. So, again, it doesn't necessarily require you spending a bunch of money, but it does require you thinking about the time of day, how hot it's going to be, if the weather's there, do you have a backup plan? Like, you know what I mean? Like, paying for some dates or having more expensive dates sometimes can make them a little bit more built-in or a little bit easier. But you don't have to do expensive dates to have a good time with someone. So that's the other part that always makes me laugh is that, like, this man talking about some romantic dates are supposed to be... Don't get me wrong, dinner is cool and axe throwing is also cool, but they're as romantic as you want them to be because we could go to get dinner at Burger King <laughs> and we could axe throw at your auntie house. Like, at, you know what I mean? Who, who's auntie, Paige? You know, auntie, like, you live in South Jersey, niggas be having yards and logs. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a hatchet at a log. Uh, I don't know if I'm going on a first date where we makeshift axe throw, but I feel what you said. <laughs> Because what you got going on, if that's your idea. <laughs> well, I'm married, so I ain't got to worry about going on no oh, first dates. Oh, wait. Are you paid since when? <laughs> You're married? Wow. I wish I could have been there. That sounds amazing. Look, honestly, I've only been married for three months. I don't give a shit if you're sick and tired of it. <laughs> Prepare to be sick of me. But yeah, so I just thought that was funny. Um, as per usual, like niggas on the internet started blowing up and being like, "This is your bitches is all just money hungry." I don't, I don't even understand that. Like that doesn't help me walk me through that. It's it's not that deep, yeah. Like I, I agree. Like first dates are literally the first. This is this is where we see what our chemistry in person is together. Right. Like I've had times where like maybe before the first date, like me and the person might have texted for like a you know, a couple weeks or something. And and the, the text vibes were cool. But then when we met in person and saw our rhythms were off, it was like, oh, this doesn't really translate well. So like right. now it's it's no longer that deep. So like yeah, and people people are putting too much st- stake in it. Like they're 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 making it like 
it's not they're making it look like they pulled up in fucking like evening gowns and tuxes to a to a five star restaurant and had a time together and then she left went home and then went and slept with some other dude. It's like that's not that's not always the vibes. Like it's just it it can be real simple. It can be real in informal. Right. But you know, any 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 excuse that dudes can take to say women ain't shit, they will. So yeah. we're we're not surprised about that. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So for our next segment, we're gonna get into Am I the Asshole? And I will be doing the reading this time, and then we'll discuss as a family. We love it. So let's do it. So the headline, am I the asshole for not allowing my son to go to his school dance? The body. My husband, 51-year-old male, and I, 48-year-old female, have six children. Um, 19 male, 16 female, 14 female, 13 male, 11 male, and 5 female. Our 16-year-old, Gianna, is a junior in high school, and our son, Riker, 13, is in 7th grade. The kids are starting to have their school danced. School dances. The seventh grade dance is later this month, and the junior banquet is in early May. We have gone shopping for dress clothes for all the dances. We bought Gianna's dress a few weeks ago. Gianna has u- has usually been a good kid throughout her life. This school year has been slightly harder than others, though. Around two months ago, we got a call from Gianna's choir teacher saying that Gianna and a few other altos are making racist jokes about some of the some of the new pieces she introduced, including an Urdu song and a song from Honduras. We talked to Gianna about her actions, and we made her write an apology to her teacher, as well as write a five-paragraph essay on why it is important to respect music from other cultures. Riker has, has a friend from his baseball team who is Honduran. He was born there, but his mom was born in Hon- He was born there, but his mom was born in Honduras, and his dad is mixed. When Riker heard heard when, when Riker heard out heard about his, this, he was quite mad and asked if he could have his friend come over and teach her about the culture there. We allowed this and he came over with his parents and they made food and Riker and his friend talked about sports and music there. Gianna was clearly not enjoying it, but we made her engage anyways. Our daughter and a group of her friends, including her boyfriend, got in trouble last week for making racist jokes again. We took her phone to investigate to see where this hatred could be coming from. Riker had his friends over for a sleepover the night we found out about this during dinner, the boys are talking about how their coach would never let them live, live, though it, live through it if they bullied a kid or made racist jokes. My husband and I tried help, helping guide them through their feelings, like asking them about the diverse athletes they liked. Gianna was hanging out with friends at the mall that night, some of whom were doing dress shopping for the upcoming dance. Our son and the boys decided to use this as an opportunity to trash the dress, using mud, drinks, and cutting a few holes in the dress. We found out when Gianna came home, entered her room, and saw the dress. The boys were laughing, and Riker said they did it because Gianna didn't deserve to go to the banquet and and saying how there could be kids that look like his Honduran friend. We told Riker we were trying our best to educate her in in a very white town. We're also white. We told him that this was the wrong way to take out his anger and that as a result... He couldn't go to his seventh grade dance. Riker told us to shut up and spent the rest of his night in his room with the boys. Riker texted my texted my parents and siblings as well as my in-laws. A few of us, a few have called us and came to his defense saying he's just a kid who's trying to cope with anger. 
Now we're unsure if we are wrong. Am I the asshole? God damn, that took some turns. <laughs> Good, right? Yeah. Hmm. First of all, I just the only thing I have to say off the top is naming your kid Riker is nuts because Riker's Island is such a like wild and dangerous place. So like choosing the name Riker, like why have we not retired that name? And that kid's only 13 years old, which means Riker's Island was alive. I mean, no, it was alive. Open. It was open. You know why you know why people treat naming kids like they're customizing a character in like a video game. That is true. So I'm not I'm not at all surprised by Riker. Um, also, man, they are just the Brady Bunch over there, I see. <laughs> I almost yeah, stumbled trying to read honestly. all the damn kids. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you was talking shit about being the best reader in class. <laughs> I got through. Well, oh, there was also hella typos of that shit. I had typos of that shit. I had to. I had to freak it on the, on the spot. freak it on the, on the spot. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Was it echo? Was it echo? Yeah, my headphones just fell out my ears. Oh, oh. So, Paige, uh, as as the as the listener, start us off. Am they the asshole for not letting little Maybe. Riker go to the dance? Maybe. Only because. I love Riker's enthusiasm, though. This is the kind of anti-racistness I was talking about in the first half of the show. So really, this Am I the Asshole is giving me a little bit of hope. But I do think there is something called boundaries. And, like, their parents, like, his parents did pay for whatever dress that was. Mm -hmm. And, like, you've now essentially ruined it. And you're right. Like, racists don't get to go to school dances. You're totally right, Riker. And I would have absolutely given her a much harsher punishment. But, like, I don't know if I can condone Riker, like, ripping her shit up because you know what i mean like because it starts with you ripping holes and putting dirt then you're burning stuff and now my house is on fire like you know what i mean like i don't want you to get i don't want you to think this is an appropriate way to retaliate to folks because it won't always be your sister like if someone's racist you don't just get to go to their house and like burn it down like as much as i would love that like you know what i mean like there are implications and now you're most likely going to go to jail and the racist person is still going to be racist like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. There is some, but I don't think his parents are teaching him this, but like, you know what I mean? Maybe by default, he'll learn that. But like, I love Riker's energy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm not certain. I don't know if that's the punishment I would have gone with, especially not without the explanation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to explain that, like, hey, I'm doing this because I need you to understand that, like, if you do bad things to people, like they do have the right to like get you in trouble. And like, you don't always get to choose what that punishment looks like then that's fine. But if you're just doing it because you're mad that he tore up that dress, well, we need to talk about intent versus impact. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the intent here was pure. So therefore, maybe like no ice cream for dessert for a week. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm not mad at Riker because honestly, it seems like his sister like is really falling down with the wrong crowd. And honestly, it's so quick. Like, Again, not to get off on a tangent, but I don't know if you like if you've been on social media, obviously, but a couple of clicks on the wrong kind of things, and you're like an alt right town. Yeah, like the pipeline to like um, extremism from like a lot of things that white people like is very high. Yeah. 
So, you know what I mean? Like, I can see both sides. Like, I can see, like, how her parents might be more moderate, but because they're not on the internet. Because, like, think about how many grandmas we lost to QAnon. <laughs> this girl's brain is mush. She's 15. Like, she's very susceptible. Like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're punishing her harsh enough, which, again, I'm, I, that's why I'm, like, I'm kind of Team Riker. Because, you know, you do sometimes. He's, like, Batman. I have to take justice into my own hands. Okay. Yeah, he he went full vigilante on that one. Um <laughs> but I'm going to say they are not the asshole. Mm-hmm. In my opinion because even though Riker turned into Bam Margera for a good cause, <laughs> even though his little destruction frenzy was it was it was chaotic good, you know, it was his heart was in the right place. I I think, per, okay, like objectively, I'm on the side of the, the justice he took because it it'll it'll definitely send a message. You know, you you gotta you gotta do something radical to make radical change. But parentally, parentally, I don't think they're the asshole because they need to teach because Riker needs to learn diplomacy. Um, and there was nothing diplomatic about what he did. And also it included other crimes. It included <laughs> vandalism, um, <laughs> destruction of personal property. Yeah. That, and that the family had paid for. So yeah. So like he, he did more internal damage in that, in that moment that, that I feel like overshadowed any lesson. Like he, he kind of ruined the educational moment by how hard he went. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's not really going to be any retention there. So I do not think they are the asshole for not allowing my man Riker to rock out, even though he was just trying to hold it down for the Honduran homies. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think it was a, I think it was a choice. It, it, it was a tough situation to navigate, and I hope little Gianna gets it together. That alt-right mommy, like, honestly, because that's the thing, is, like, now you've really got to push anti-racism, because it's, like, you don't, that's the other thing, it's, like, I do commend these parents, though, because Riker immediately spoke up, and instead of, like, shutting him down and being racist, they were, like, okay, you want to bring your friends over? And he, and Riker had a good idea, shit, Riker's 13, he's a smart 13-year-old. You hate Hondurans? Cool. I'll bring my friend over, his mom. She'll make you their food. We can talk about the culture. You'll learn that these people are cool. Like, he's yeah. 13 and he understands that concept. And his 16-year-old monster of a daughter, uh, sister is just the worst. <laughs> and the thing is that she's, like, kind of in the middle. There's a 19-year-old male. She's 16. There's a 14-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 5-year-old. So this, like, 16-year-old could really, you know, fester like a cancer. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, again, you're right. Like, Riker wasn't diplomatic, but sometimes you got to, like, get in there, get that cancer, stomp it out. Metaphorically, of course. Yeah. Because I more look at it, like, from a, yeah, like what you said, kind of like a slippery slope point of view. It's like, all right, if they don't kind of do something relatively extreme to show him, like, yo, you can't do this moving forward, he'll think that behavior is acceptable. Right. For, for other situations so be like all right like he, he's gonna go full like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be chaotic good all the time you know i'm gonna be the hero this town needs and just start fucking shit up whenever somebody does something that i don't think is 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 just right and you know 
Plus, you know, little, plus he's a little white boy. They're they're already crazy. Right. Um, right. Just at at that puberty age where they're just, you know, going nuts. Yeah, honestly, prayers to Gianna's family, um, because Shawty really want to be down with the wrong dipset. It's given pointy white hat. <laughs> it's given call nine one one on black folks. It's given raggedy. It's giving Jill Biden tweets. <laughs> yes, it is. So yeah, honestly, I think the I think the theme for this pod today was like, don't be a raggedy white person. Which I mean, I feel like it's the theme a lot of times, but it is. It's you know, it's it, even when we don't say it, it's there. Yeah, and we hope our loyal listeners have picked that up by now. Hmm. Um. You know, somebody if you're describing our pod to somebody and they're like, oh, what's it about? You can be like, oh. Well, just the main thing, takeaway is don't be a raggedy white person. Mm-hmm. You know, you you nailed it mostly. Pretty much. Mm. Lessons on lessons on lessons and blessings. Any other last thoughts, Gary? No, I think we I think we done done it. Well, to wrap it up, this is another amazing episode of the Wise and Moisturized podcast. As per usual, we're so glad that you decided to join us. Please follow us on social media, like our podcast wherever you're listening, leave a comment and share it with a friend. Join the conversation. You know, we don't we don't assume to know everything about these situations. So if you have a if you have a hot take or a relatable situation or something not something to add that you think we missed, hop in the comment section and let us know. We are more than willing and uh, to engage with you, and we're excited at the idea of our of our loyal uh, listenership joining in. So do that, shit. absolutely. Well, that's it, y'all. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Peace out.